0: That's N-O-O-M to sign up today. Welcome to the Fireside Chat presented by Rotographs and Pitcher List. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Paul Sporer and Nick Pollock. Hello and welcome to
1: episode 1176 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, May 16th, but you're going to be hearing this on Wednesday, May 17th. But I couldn't lie about the date and uh, make you think it was that way because this is a fireside episode so you know i'm with nick pollock and if i'm lying in front of nick pollock i'm basically lying in front of god nick how you doing get out of here yeah can't do it i'm not gonna lie in front of- and even a little fib like that i'm not gonna do it with justin i'm i would say it's june 38th i don't mm. care i'll say whatever yeah. in front of you i gotta respect man gotta have that respect how you doing nick it's great to talk what with is you. happening we're back by by the fire.
2: hey guys uh, i'm so happy we're doing this again it has been a very busy uh, couple of months for us, both, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been saying, "Yeah, we got to do a fireside. We got to do a fireside for a while." I'm so happy we're able to sit down tonight because I think also this is a good time in the season to actually have one. You can't only have checking. one like a week, or totally two in the season. Now yep. we're six weeks in. There are some interesting things. I've certainly had my rants. I'm actually curious: has there been a player that you've ranted about the most so
1: far? in the first six weeks? Uh, We both do morning shows. You do it every day. I do it uh, three, four times a week. Adelise Garcia just makes me look stupid. And (laughs) right now, it's it's the huge game playing a big role, Uh uh, obviously. But then he was like kind of slowing down again and then hits a big grand slam. It's like every time he starts to dip a little bit, he goes off again, and he is making some tangible changes. Adolis Garcia is with his uh, um, swing and miss and everything. And if I thought that was going to happen, maybe I would have been more in on him. But I was very anti, and uh, he might make me look silly. But it's still a long year, and this is exactly the kind of guy that people take a victory lap early on and then look silly down the line. Oh, no. You can this make is- fun of me right now. I'm because not going right now- to. No, no. I'm saying anybody can. Anybody that wants to make fun but- of me because I was anti Adolis. But if-
2: Yeah. I have a confession. What? I have made one trade this year across all my leagues. You traded
1: for Adeliz Garcia?
2: I I was in a league. I'm in a league where I have too many pitchers. And it's one where I need something that is like, I I needed a
1: big bat of some
2: kind. Uh, And
1: across the board production, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, average isn't great. Well, yeah, yeah, with the, the counting categories. Pardon me. Sure, yeah, but yeah, you get everything in there too, and and the only player that would work was trading away Sandy Alcantara.
1: <sighs> pain. I, know. I get it. it was I pain. get it.
2: I also felt, you know, I, you guys know I love Sandy Alcantara. I also recognize that. I mean, I dealt this before the Cincinnati game, which was a careful Icarus. He went, mm. he went seven innings of three hundred runs, and then the yeah. eighth was whatever. But I felt it was the exact moment to say, all right, people are not going to pay as much maybe for Sandy Alcantara in two weeks and I very badly need another bat. So that's the trade I made, which is hilarious. (laughs) Given Sandy over your left shoulder, right? now. Yes, exactly. And you saying that at Garcia is a guy you've ranted Been about ranted minutes. on. Oh my God.
1: That is amazing. Uh, but I get it. I understand why you went and got him. My biggest issue was the premium at the draft table. Of course, you, you know, you paid a premium with yeah. the trade. I think that's a fair trade though, especially oh, with the way he's playing that, right no, now. No, <laughs> So, I mean, we'll see, we'll, but also Sandy's not doing his best either. So right, I would say right. if at came up a little bit, Sandy came down, they met in the middle, made for a good yeah. trade for you. And right now it's looking pretty good, but obviously when we're or when when we are by the fire, excuse me, we got to talk yes. pitching. Yes. Now before we get into our topics, we got four guys we're going to talk about. I want to get some ideas from you about where some things are at. I'm just going to ask one straightaway question because we don't have to analyze how good or bad he is. He's bad, but are you cutting Alec Quinone now?
2: Oh yeah, I've been cutting okay. him
1: for like two weeks. Okay, yeah. Uh, can Everything you is bad.
2: Everything is is worse. Yes. You, uh,
1: so you had no I confidence about- even in in deep deeper leagues. Two weeks yeah. ago, because you got to mean, jump underst- on cutting him then.
2: I understood that you just want to hold out a little bit. I even had some small faith that, like, maybe against the Yankees, it will bring it out and it yeah. did not. Because but you did last
1: uh, time, remember? the At New right. York yeah. back in late April, he was good for was, what he's done this year. It was still absolutely. underwhelming. But anyway, right. continue. Sorry, Alec Manoa. No, it's all
2: good. Uh, generally, when it comes to the tiara that I talk about, right, the turn it around right away, guys, yep. it's about one asset. Of their, ...of their repertoire that needs to be fixed. I mean, look at Hunter Green right now. If you're wondering, wait, that whip is so bad. There's one problem, is that he's not getting enough strikes with the slider right now, which is forcing the fastball to do too, too much. Yeah, so, I do it. think that's going to get better, because if he gets the slider back in the zone like we saw in the past, then Hunter Green should be a lot better. That's a very that's a very quick turnaround. Yeah. With Alec Manoa, you have fewer whiffs on the four-seamer, you have lower velocity you have less bite on the slider and you have the sinker command that was bad last year, not being fixed. Yep. Everything is bad.
1: It's all bad right now. So it really I, is.
2: I, it, it's not out of the question that Alec Manoa could all of a sudden fix all of it. Maybe throwing harder fixes all of it. You know, maybe that gets the bite back on the slider and then mm-hmm. it is four where it gets more whiffs and whatnot. And the sinker actually worked. I don't know, but it's much larger of a leap. Yes, and when I see so many problems, I just go, nope. I'm you just got to move on here.
1: No, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm out on Manoa too, and I was trying to stick with them. You know, I I did tell people if you got them and you're you're keeping them this weekend, start them for the two step. But this is it. If you're still sticking with them, I would go with the two start. So I I would have started it if I had him. But after seeing last night, if I'm in a daily league, I'm moving on. from. There's nothing to go off of. Nick can't even yeah, find one no. thing to give people interest. There in is without no
2: He's a cat guy now.
1: There's no dog in him. No dog in that. Speaking of dog in him, that's a great transition. I don't know if you know (laughs) that I often use that phrase for this next guy, Logan Gilbert. He got that dog in him. And it's one of the reasons, which is an intangible thing, I admit, but I'm being serious when I say it. Like when I watch him, I see that kind of edge that is kind Mm -hmm. of indescribable, doesn't always show up in the numbers, not great to always lean on because sometimes it's like a gut instinct that you're wrong about. But with Gilbert, he's always had kind of had that for me, got that dog in him to to just be better than maybe some of his numbers suggest. And he's done that his first two years beating, or no, just last year, excuse me, beating his Sierra by a good bit, his FIP, all his ERA indicators, he beat it. There was some projection of him coming back to the pack this year if he doesn't start missing more bats. He's kind of good but bland type of thing with Logan Gilbert. Well, he's tuned up the strikeout rate, Nick, 30% while further improving the walk rate. Not a huge bit, if we're going to extrapolate out with the decimal, 6.4 to 4.9, call it 6 to 5, but it's about a 1.5% there. Yeah. Uh, the rounding kind of hurts him there, but Gilbert's been amazing. What's going on though, because the swinging strike rate is actually down 0.1, we'll call it 11% for both years, 10.8, 10.7, but normally with a seven, eight point jump in strikeout rate, you would see a requisite jump in swinging strike. His has stayed flat. How is Logan Gilbert doing it with all these strikeouts?
2: You want what I'm really surprised about? There's so many things with Logan Gilbert, you could say. I mean, first of all, like the, the four seamer is loving less hard contact. But generally mm-hmm. when you see that, when you don't really see much different of the pitch itself, it has to do with the other stuff, the secondaries. So do you remember actually what the excitement was about Logan Gilbert in this off season? This preseason? In this off season, I
1: didn't yeah. feel like he had much. I thought he was getting well
2: there. There was Cold. one element, something that he was introducing, which was the splitter from the split, driveline, right? Yes, the split finger. Yeah, and that's right. he also, I think, went to tread, too, but I think it was at driveline or something like that. And uh, the splitter actually has worked. Uh, a strike rate, which is normally not that great for a splitter, like 54% is league average on splitter. So yeah, that
1: goes to it's a volatile pitch. I was going to say, one of the reasons you don't like them, the inconsistency. Exactly. 70% strike rate. Wow, that's like peak Frankie Monta. Not even it's better than that. But that, like that's maybe when Gosman, yeah, yeah, when Gosman's splitter is on, which is that's often. insane. And he
2: only throws it 11 percent of the time. Yeah. And Gilbert's getting hey, what do you know? Bringing a, an old thing back here's the money pitch. Forty five percent O swing, forty two percent swing, seventeen percent swing <laughs> strike rate. Exactly. Uh, I it, it's kind of wild. And you know one thing that we were talking about before the show is. His put-away rate on the pitch, you guys don't know, that one is essentially with two strikes when this pitch is thrown, does it strike them out or not? Yeah. Uh, For a splitter, the league average is 21%. That's generally good. Uh, I normally see things like around like 18, 19%, but a little bit higher for splitters, no surprise. 28% for that splitter. Wow. And he's throwing that splitter half of the time it's in a two-strike count. So that's a very efficient pitch.
1: He's deploying it at its best for Gilbert to maximize the impact. And we're seeing it clearly with that strikeout rate.
2: And that's the thing, right? Because we're not seeing the massive boom in swinging strike rate, but the splitter being used in two strike counts and getting the strikeout. So that's what's going on right now. Now, here's the problem. It's a splitter.
1: Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And again, goes back to what you said earlier. We used to talk about Montas. I tell you how much I love him. You said, yeah, I like the good Montas, but he scares me because he had an inconsistent splitter, very inconsistent, ended up getting hurt. When it was good, it was amazing. And Gosman, you mentioned probably the king of the splitters right now and has turned his into something he can rein in very consistently, which is why he's an ace. But the volatility of the pitch, that strike rate of the pitch is why you're nervous about Gilbert holding these strikeout gains then?
2: Well, there's also the fact that the slider is shouldn't be ignored either. 16% put-away rate in 2022, 17-18% in 2021, mm-hmm. 26% this year in 2023. Now, he's not wow. throwing as often in two-strike counts because he is, you know, it used to be like a 50% two-strike count pitch. Now, it's 32% of them thrown, and he's using it a little bit more early in counts. But when he does save it, it actually works more often. Which is which is very interesting. This is a, this is a different a mold that we're seeing from Gilbert. Okay, fewer sliders, two strike counts, going to throw more of those splitters instead. while also more curveballs in two strike counts, but that's not working. Twelve percent put away rate. Oh boy, Mm-mm. no, no, that that that's not the that's not the play
1: <laughs> No, no, you can't be doing any of that. You, no, you know this reminds me of a bit. Is that they don't have a lot of similarities except this put away aspect when he jumped his strikeout rate when Mike Fultonevich oh, jumped dude. from a twenty one point percent K rate to a 27% K rate guy, his swinging strike rate went up one tick. And we were like, "What? The 2.5 rule, right?
2: That's what when yeah, were exactly, up with that. exactly. Yeah.
1: The, the two to 2.5 is the range that your swinging strike rate can generally give a, a strikeout rate for. So you just take the 10.3, yeah. multiply it by two. That's the general shorthand. 2.5 is probably the max that they can extract. Right. He was he was full extracting and then some. And guess what? Mike Foltynewicz's put away rate that year soared, and it was the best of his career by quite a bit." Uh, at 21%, he was never higher than 183 ever again, Mike fulton oh, So, So, yeah. you know, I, I think he's got, Gilbert has exponentially better command than Mike fulton ever had. So I'm not saying this as a cautionary tale. It was just the first name that clicked in my head when I saw a big K surge without a requisite swing strike rate jump of high impact.
2: Absolutely. Uh, man, fulton there was a I man. Like 2000, 2015 or so when he first came up. I remember when I was, I think it was my first year doing the list. I, I had Faulty at like 54 one week when he first came up or second, mm-hmm. or second week. And it, people have read it were in, it was an They're hour. In shambles. <laughs> yeah. And like, how could I ever put him this high or something mm-hmm. like that? I'm like it's was in the top 50, but whatever. And then there's a there's a, a mod there that I've just remember from back then. I mean, Fox. I remember him referencing, "Let's pour one out for Fulty." Like all these years later. And so in my He'll heart, Fultonevich is still there. He's also the owner of the best SP Roundup title I've ever come up with. What was it? Which is when he was doing really well, then he stopped, and it was Fulty breaks.
1: And that's really I good.
2: Easily that's the one of your best. best. That's a legend. I that see is it. on no. my wall.
1: I'm. I'm- <laughs> I'm with that. Uh, the Fulty breaks. That's pretty good. Uh, I always liked him, too. I was rooted for him. Yeah, oh, I, I realized that Comet year of 2018 was something we were never going to get again, but oh. I loved it while while it was happening for Mike Fulton. But there, uh, there's Logan Gilbert. I do believe he can kind of hold these gains. Again, got that dog in him. That goes a long way. Don't put that in your stat sheet, nerds. That's, that's from the heart with Logan Gilbert. Uh, I want to talk wait, about another guy. Wait, Go wait. ahead. I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I just, last bit here. 391 yeah. ERA. I think that comes down. I kind of I believe agree. A lot of these gains, I, uh, I didn't actually expect to entering this conversation, but well, I'm, um, I'm, on base I'm glad to 65%. have converted. You. Yeah, 65% I mean, I The base rate is going back up. Yeah, all I did was uh, bring him up. There it is. But, uh, but that, That's what it was. He
1: was my pick I, on on the show.
2: I liked it. Uh hard contact rate has uh, mm-hmm. dropped five points, and I didn't. I don't think I realized how effective that splitter is. So I had him at 36. I think yesterday on the list. I'm gonna. Probably gonna push him up to like top thirty or something next week. Love it. Love it. Logan yeah, Gilbert pitching I well. Might like a more than than
1: uh George Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, because because they can never not be mentioned with each other. Let's just get oh, a quick sidebar take on Jerby over here <laughs> because he hasn't brought forth the swing and miss that no. folks were and I, I talked about this a little bit on on pod with um Jeff Erickson, I believe, when I was on the runwire pod. They took a little bit of a split late in draft season, maybe before that splitter started getting going for Gilbert. But in like early March, people were yeah. breaking uh, Kirby away from Gilbert as as a level higher. We're seeing now that that's not quite the case. Not that Kirby's bad, but where you say you are going to have maybe Gilbert a little bit higher here. What is up with Gilbert or Kirby's swing swinging miss? Sorry, saying all their names back and forth. Yeah. But what's up with Kirby's swing and miss? It's actually down a bit. It's a 20% K rate, uh, eight and a half swing and strike rate. Is he ever going to take that step forward? He is 25. He's not a baby, but he's not ancient either. I don't want to suggest that that's old, but you're not coming up like some of these guys that come up at 21, 22. Kirby is established. We can expect him to be good. Can the swing and miss come? And where would it come in your estimation if not a new pitch?
2: Do you know off the top of your head what George Kirby's walk rate is? Don't cheat. no, I do know it. I know it. It's
1: 2. Yeah. It's 2%. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to complain. I'm not I'm not griping about the lack of Ks because you got a 245 ERA and 101 whiff to put your head on it. Night. Just, if you're George Kirby.
2: Can I just call him low fat milk?
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yes. Until until it's not 2% anymore oh my gosh i mean you got, there's you something got some to be said about strikeouts that. too though
2: it's well the thing is it's a hard it's hard to be a massive strikeout guy with a two percent walk rate
1: what exactly when you
2: live in the zone like that so much in the zone it, it's it's really difficult to do that but the thing is what do you think his zone rate is it's i mean it's fit. okay i take it back i, I see 53 percent. i feel like oh it would be 60 but no that's across everything which is 96 percentile yeah right okay, right. yeah that, yeah that's pr- that's For pretty a fastball that's like that's kind of normal. that's
1: yeah like yeah. right right in the middle, basically, but if you're talking overall fifty three, yeah uh, that's a big I deal. Be, He's living in the zone George Kirby is
2: absolutely the slider and curveball both above fifty percent zone rates, which is very strange. It's not typical whatsoever, no, forty percent oh swing on his sinker, and you know how much I love that that is that's, that's huge. He's getting inside the righties, and that's helping the the whip uh, swing over and, the top of a it. A. Yeah, and that's just outs and foul balls all the
1: time. Yep, uh, you're not getting so, hurt by those. Following them off into uh, their own feet, so that the next pitch is easier for you too. Exactly. When they're running in uh, on you,
2: yeah, sixty fifth percentile and foul ball rate, which I know no one ever has fallen has referenced before, but I love it. um You, that's you know 20%.
1: what I? No, no, I don't want to get on another tangent. But anyway, that's Kirby. <laughs> Let's move on to our next guy because you've been talking a lot about this guy on your on your morning show on Twitch, twitch.tv
0: slash picture list. Check Aww. it out. It's a must. Um, Fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Ninety-eight percent say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Mitch Keller, yeah, the breakout him. looks to be upon us. We, he added it, the Velo last year. Put that, you know, he's kind of building his toolbox, right? Yeah. Or, or, or his tool belt. He put that one in the holster last year. Had some. Fair results. If you're in deep league, you you didn't mind his 391 140 whip is definitely super high. But if you're in a deep enough league and you streamed a bit, you had some value with Mitch Keller. But it was deeper league only. This year, the K's are up. The ratios are sparkling. Is this really happening with Mitch Keller here? 30% K rate, six percent walk. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, nearly a two point jump in swinging strike rate. Are these things legit with Keller? Mitch Keller, not, not uh, Brad.
2: Between the four-seamer, cutter, sinker, and slider, which one of these do you think has a hard contact rate above 18%? The
1: sinker? Trick question.
2: None of them. None of them.
1: I was going to say that. I thought you were truly <laughs> pursuing me. I thought that for a second. I was like, none wait, none.
2: Them. And that that makes up 85% of his pitches.
1: That's huge. So he, Mitch Keller is suppressing hard contact in a huge way right it's now. insane.
2: I I watched him and I, I. By the way, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel breaking up pitchers again. It's wonderful, oh, and I watched I Mitch Keller. Those are coming and back. In I my was feed. blown. I was blown away. It, it was it was brilliance. His command is phenomenal, and I think the introduction of the cutter is really doing wonders for for his fastballs because it's adding an extra movement. I mean, this is. Basic baseball, basic pitching, and and at heart, it makes sense. Oh, you have a cutter going one way. You have a sinker going the other, and the four seamer's being straight. Right down the middle, yeah. But to actually execute it and still locate effectively with it, while also, I would assume, having some deception between the three.
1: Yeah, because otherwise they meld together, and it's a blob of a fastball.
2: Right, and I think he's doing such a good job with all of it. I mean, traditionally, we do see sliders with around an 18% hard contact rate or so. That's not too exceptional. It's 70th percentile, which is good, but it's not, oh my gosh, it's that incredible. It's stand standout. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's the kind of the interesting thing about all of this to me is I think what took me so long to come around on Keller this year is that it didn't seem like there was one thing that was incredibly stellar. And I was underrating the four-seamer in this way. 16% swing strike rate on the four-seamer. Da-
1: I. I go oh, no, crazy no. for elite fastballs still. Like, oh I know gosh, it's the yes. most basic thing, but that's the thing. It's so basic. Everyone's going away from it. And I'm not trying to be like old head, like, everyone going away from the back in my day, everyone threw a fastball. No, I'm just saying it is rare for somebody to excel with a fastball as much these days. Yeah. So to hear that, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going here to throw a 16% swing strike rate heater, which Mitch Keller's doing. I mean, 30% K rate. There's a lot of viability there. The walk rate too dropping, right? He's bringing yeah. everything up and down the way it's supposed to be. And it's hard not to feel like this is, this is the beginning of something here. And obviously it's a long season. It's only nine starts out of what should hopefully be 30, 32, but I'm excited about Mitch Keller for sure. How, how high is he? I haven't seen the latest 100. I
2: have him at 34 now. I love that. I have him above Logan Gilbert. Um, i mean, currently, I don't maybe, know if that's maybe not, next maybe week. not for next week. Yeah. We'll yeah, see how right. they do. But I mean, Mitch Keller, I believe this all five of his pitches are six actually are above a 60% strike rate.
1: You see any of his interviews? And he interviews?
2: still has all of those hard contact rates uh that are low. No, I have not seen them.
1: I, I he strikes me as like just really really sharp. Like not overly oh, yeah. cerebral or anything but yeah. like when I watched him talk about getting the Velo last year and working with everybody at the I don't think it was Driveline but the academy that he went to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was bought in. Like he just seems like a guy yeah. that's going to keep you you can be the smartest guy, you can work the hardest ever, if you don't have the talent it doesn't matter, right? I knew he had the talent because I saw it at folly. I know that's a while ago now, but, you know, you, you, your memory of guys sticks with you. And I'm like, this guy has the talent. Now he's applying the principles to it and all bets are off. This guy's taken off and he I love it.
2: You want to know my favorite thing? I mean, by the way, I think it's Tread Athletics was the one. Tread Athletics
1: with. from Keller? Okay.
2: But um, his, uh, his four-seamer, Mitch Keller has it at uh, 165 average allowed. It's X average with our version of it is 116. Oh my his god! His is 385 on that four-seamer. It could be better. It That's a crazy. It's 37% CSW. Like, and it's so crazy is that even the locations aren't even pristine. I've seen better-looking strike zone plots before, but he's getting away with this. And I really do think it's the cutter and the sinker just that are that effective. Yeah, the, the and, differentials and all coming together. His pitches, and, yeah.
1: It, take a look i gotta recommend people watching mitch keller next time out if you haven't watched him yet this year he really is terrible i know i know (laughs) our luck it'll be one of his bad outings but uh i'm i'm loving watching arizona will be a nice little challenge too because they got some of those great lefties and of course he's a right-hander so nice challenge there if he does well on sunday you know grab a seat sunday afternoon if you're available watch some mitch keller against merrill kelly could be a nice little outing there Uh, let's move out west then since we're talking arizona and journey up a little bit. Actually, I don't know how north Arizona is from LA. I should stop with this, but I want to talk about a <laughs> Dodger. And uh, you know, we've been talking positive for these first two. I'm going to get a little negative on these last two. Where is Dustin Mays' whiffability? The evaporated whiffability, it has not come back. We saw a glimpse from him last year and we Nothing of that mattered, right? We all gave him a pass, good good or bad. We were going to be like, it's a few innings after TJ, who cares? But now another offseason, and then now his first full year back, and his whiff ability is worse than it was before the injury when it was modest and unimpressive. 18% K rate, 6% swinging strike from Dustin May. What's going on?
2: So... I'm actually really curious here because if you guys know me, I don't look at other rankings in season. I very rarely look at it in the off season. The only time I ever do is actually look at spores so that we can have these fireside chats. And I, I, I don't know if you have updated your rankings at all recently.
1: No, I mean yeah. I, 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 I internally I got I got them. I need to put them out though. Where would Dustin May be? Seventy
2: fourth. You, you like really far down
1: yeah yeah i'm because um, i was kind of out coming into the year a little bit
2: i have heard that some have put him very high up and i
1: am I, I am
2: not in i am okay. not in um at all i mean we have by the way if you're curious like fangraphs and and pitcher lists, swing strike rates are different because we include foul tips, foul tips right? yeah that's the i'm difference. all for that it's the same thing yeah, uh, you, you missed the dang thing. OK, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, but I uh, right, So 70 percent strikeout rate right now. Dustin May does not have a single pitch above a 10 percent swing strike rate.
1: By the way, I'm going to say even lower because I had him 87 preseason. Again, I was low on Dustin May. So uh-huh. he's probably outside my top 100 right well, now. The thing is, I recognize, though, the ERA and Whip are good. Yeah, I do too. Two two sixty eight oh ninety four. I know people would say, like, well, why are you having him so low?" But these skills say, "No, no way, it's going to hold." The home run rate's mm-hmm. not going to hold at point two with a two percent homer to fly ball. You can't call them low fat milk sure. on that because that's going to be done in a day. Two oh five. Well, that's BAB. like milk,
2: right? That's a yeah. That's, that's true. In fact, you,
1: this one you should call low fat milk because it's going to go bad. So yeah. I, I don't believe in that. Um, I can give him credit on the 72 left on base rate. In fact, that's low for what he normally does. So you might counterbalance some of these givebacks on the homers and batting average with better left on base rate for Dustin May, but 72 is around average. So there's no guarantees he gets up to 75, his career mark. So I look at the four ninety Sierra and I'm ranking more off of that than I am off the results that he's gotten. Not purely, I'm not just ranking by Sierra, but I'm looking at these core skills on Dustin May and I'm saying, I don't like this at all.
2: So, I mean, I, I'm with you that I don't want to buy into the with ability coming back. Um, we haven't seen it for a while. It really is just a curveball and cut. Like, what are you doing? Also, yeah. he hasn't he hasn't gotten the skill yet. I feel like he should Of four seamers being elevated and excelling, but that's just not happening to to Dustin May's credit. Uh, he's never had a whip above 117. Even last year with 11% walk rate, it was still a 117 whip in those six games started and. It, Never pitched more than fifty-six innings. Fair enough.
1: And, and walked some guys eleven uh, percent last year, and still had that whip down there because the hit per nine has never been bad. Very difficult. And That's something
2: I think that actually is sustainable. You're going to see the, the the really low BABIPs. It's like ninety-third percentile right now.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: league average three hundred three is not going to apply to Dustin May, in my view. I think that's so. Fair. And so that will make him a good whip play. And I don't think he's going to be back to eleven percent walk rate. I think he does improve. To some degree, from this nine percent walk rate that he currently has, I so I, Dustin, I can agree with that too. Yeah. So Dustin May with a with a very helpful whip, then it's just a question of how far does the ear ray go. You're right; it's not going to be a two homer per nine. I uh, is it going to be like a, over a one though? I don't know based on what he throws. Yeah. So he so usually has, throws me, a heavy ball too. If it's going to be a low whip and not a terrible uh homer per nine then i actually do think the ratios will still be good for you on a winning ball club it's just not going to be above a 20 percent k rate in my view
1: exactly Uh, i totally agree with that and one thing i will say is that this player class is remarkably underrated in fantasy the counter the sub four era with the bad whip is remarkably overrated this is what joe musgrove was before he ascended into the level that he's in he used to put up these low to mid four For uh, ERAs with great whips and the 450 117 combo that May put up last year, I'd probably use that as a little bit of a guide for what we might get this year. Maybe a 420 114, you know, because I I don't think he's going to throw an 11% walk rate like he did last year either. The 9% will probably come down, but the Babip should go up. So I think the whip will go up a bit. ERA is going to go up a decent bit though. I'm thinking at least 1.25 runs. Oh man, Wait, I, I don't see I don't
2: see I don't see May personally as a four year a guy, but I would so? say I would call Dustin May what I, uh, a term of mine, which is the Spider Man, which is the best Toby there is. Yeah, and because to toby Maguire, of course, no, I got um, I, I know that I, you're, you're I know you're there. there. <laughs> um, but that's what so that's what Dustin May is, and that's great. And it's actually kind of interesting. You're saying like, yeah, people underrate it, like I generally do underrate Toby's, mm-hmm. um, but that's because I I don't I don't settle, you know. I have the courage. I feel and that happiness. Okay,
1: I feel so. That. Uh, so that's why I joined to go
2: in on it. But I, I, I do think. I mean, there is still a chance. I'm not going to rule it completely that Dustin May cannot find whiffs again on his cutter and his curveball. You know, the Dodgers are a great organization. He clearly throws hard enough to do it. um The models love him because yeah, he's an nasty. exception. He's an yeah. extreme, and it's really hard to dial in extremes when it comes to the models. But it should work. And I think you're pretty safe having Dustin May. So I have him around like the 50s or 60s or so of being like, this is good. He's not going to push the needle all the way to -hmm. say like, oh, man, this is my league winner, Dustin May. He finally clicked and I got it. It's like a rotation stabilizer. Right. And I'm going to have him everywhere. I'm not going to drop him at all. My 12 teams, No.
1: And uh, uh, the 100 thing, first off, is stupid, what I said, because he, I had him at 87 preseason. I got to think about all the guys that are coming out of that 100. The 74, I yeah. said at the very beginning, is probably the right number for Right,
2: because they are like 20, 25
1: guys Easily. that would be in the top 100 right now. So me saying 87 preseason, I, I'm i mad at him right now, lower, stupid. Right. So erase that, go back to the original 74. I think that's going to be about And then we'll see where he is because I'll probably publish in a week or so if he starts to look better. Maybe I'll get closer uh, up toward toward Nick is 50s and 60s. But I'm just okay OK. This
2: is actually a really good transition to the last guy, because when I do the list, I I make a note for 12 teamers, what I call the cliff, which is uh, the point at which you have the guys that you're going to hold on to for the entire season that you should not be churning whatsoever. Versus the ones that don't quite do enough for you to turn down something that might actually be a, a hold for the full year. Can I cater to I, my
1: old heads real quick on that? Absolutely. There's the Wandy line from the 06010 oh, yeah. ESPN. Oh, yeah, I know. That and sa- one. Same concept, right? Uh, of yeah, the, the Wandy Rodriguez line, he was kind of the guy for their league type for a few years. So, but no, yeah. I love what you're saying, right? It's 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 that difference between what I call a team streamer, right? A guy that you will not cut. You don't start him every time, but you will not cut him. And then the guys that you're just treating like a regular That's streamer.
2: Good. I like that team streamer. That's good. But right. So, so that cliff,
1: cliff changes every week. And, and where, where's, at, where is the guy that we're going to talk about? Are you going to so, bring him up?
2: So, uh, well, right. The beginning of the season, the preseason, that cliff is around like SP 60 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Right. Also, because, keep in mind that even though there's more players or stuff, it's still going to be pushed up earlier than you would think because at 60, it's still like, you know, you don't want to push the cliff too far back. Uh, but now it's around 45 yes and i think the person right at the top of that cliff right dangling off is lancelin
1: he's holding by a pinky at this point which hey credit to him for still holding up his body i'm not fat shaming i'm just saying he's a bigger boy by holding it by a pinky nick that's still kind of impressive yeah
2: i and i understand so many people like stop it nick just stop it this guy's terrible. Seven five one ERA, one six whip. If you listened to the OTC yesterday, uh, I I had a long rant about it. I'm not going to take the spotlight here, Spore. I want you to tell
1: me everything that you feel
2: about Lanslin right now.
1: So if you listen to our podcast on Friday, uh, Justin and I, we both co-signed starting him for the Tuesday. Yes, let's go. We're in. We're in. You know, this, <laughs> this is a guy we have believe in. We're Please this tomorrow. be the night. Please be We're the ni- hear oh this yeah
2: tomorrow. He and he's going against tonight. the Guardians oh, against Shane Bieber. I I'm so confident in this. Okay. I'm going to sound so stupid if he crashes. If he crashes, I, I, if he crashes I, that, whatever. But that's how confident i know, This is not a Chad Cool situation. Fat. No, no, uh, okay? no. All right. This is not one of those. from f- Far away. If you guys don't know that, I wrote a rotographs article an hour before his beautiful started, article he is. fell And apart. then it was what was it? Eight earned runs in two
1: innings. Just and then he got Tommy devastated. John. Yep. <laughs> Yep, utterly devastated.
2: Uh, I even said, "Like I'm that confident, I'm pointing this out an hour before he starts." And yeah, I'm I'm doing it again, Lance Lynn. This is the path of redemption. You are doing it now. Your fastball's still good. Your your cutter is still good. You're getting a 14% swing strike rate, 20th best in the majors. You still have a 27% K rate. And guess what? Last year, you did this.
1: You exactly did this
2: starts, and exactly. then you recuperated. Is
1: That's do it. why I'm believing. That's why I'm believing. Okay, great. So I'm in there. Um, the thing of it is I've watched a decent number of Lynn starts this year. And any given start, pretty much every single one I've at least spot checked, if not the ones I've watched fully. He has been great at periods throughout those starts. Yeah. Gra- grab a random one. I don't even think I don't even think that the San Francisco one is devoid of any successful stuff. And that was a game score of five. He gave up eight earned. Every start. You see the actual Lance Lynn. Now, I understand the frustration of like, how come it doesn't last? And why do you give up 84 jillion homers? I think he's going to figure it out. Nick does. Justin does. If you like the three of us, you're on board. If you don't and you still listen, thank you for the listen. But you're probably against him. I get the frustration. But if you didn't start him this week, I hope you cut him. Because there's no sense holding him if you can't find confidence in Lance Lynn Mm. at at the guardian or no home to the guardians and at um who is he at this weekend i'm sorry i totally forgot. oh i don't know but uh, home to home to kc both home both home the white Sox have a
2: nice uh four series in a row now or yes like, they or, do like clevenger is also kind of
1: interesting with it too he gets the, um, yeah he gets those yeah. those two teams uh clevenger Pirate gets cleveland twice and Detroit is who Lynn faces next week, too. And yeah. I know my Tigers are playing a little bit better, but I'm not afraid of their offense. <laughs> so you got three starts here. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't turn it here, I know I'll be ready to go ahead and drop. I mean, it depends how it goes. But for the most part, I'll be ready to right. move on from Lynn. But I'm not giving up with these three starts here. You know, Cleveland, he's been, KC, well, he's and been at Detroit. he so. at the hotel, you know? Yes, he has. And yes, he all has. of these,
2: the Babbitt home run fly ball rate, left on base rate are all
1: 17th percentile or worse. Actually, you know what? We need to get him into a hotel. He's been in a motel right now.
2: There it is. Yeah. <laughs> a
1: roach, a roach tell or whatever. What is it? What a roach motel? Like just a dingy, yeah. nasty little motel. And what you want to tell the folks? I mean, what the Holy hotel Trinity is?
2: Equating luck. That's bad. Which uh babbitt homer of a five ball rate and left on base rate there you go all of them are just like super unfortunate and this isn't gonna be the thing you know he has a higher swing strike rate this year than he did in 2021
1: yes yes his a, his second highest season. ever at 13 12 7 again we'll do the because it was 13 last year so 13 3 last year 12 7 this year i'm not usually a huge fan of decimals because i don't think they had enough precision particularly on yeah, podcasts but i think that yeah. With swinging strike rate, I think they're okay because you can get those nuances. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and I love to reference Sierra. It's a stat I believe in, 388 for Lance Lynn against, against a 751 BR. the thing
2: is, it's like we're not even saying, oh, no, he should have had a 394 X-Fan. Oh, yeah. That, that should have been it. I don't care. That's the best exactly. part about being in on Lance Lynn right now. We All of that stuff in the past is in the past. It counts. <laughs> I don't care, though. Doesn't matter. Yep. Let's say you just picked up Lance Lane. He's on waiver wire. You don't get to get any of that.
1: I, I would, I would pick him up in a second. I really would. In I'm still so bought and, in on Lance Lane. And you
2: don't like. It's not going to be a seven five one year rate. A one six whip moving
1: forward. No. Uh, it, can't it, wait. It, can't it's just wait. not. And so hopefully it starts tonight, or else when you're listening to this, it will be, <laughs> it will be funny. Uh, but look, it, at I, look at us. We're sticking with us. How did we get here? <laughs> so who, who who'd, who'd have thought? Not me. So here we are, Logan Gilbert, Mitch Keller, Dustin May, Lance Lynn, four guys that we had talk by the fireside about. I know some people wanted us to do a deep dive on Manoa. Everything stinks. So there was nothing Thanks. really to talk about there. There was one other guy that some people asked Reed about Detmers, consistently.
2: Uh, I mean, I get that one all the time. What do you think um, of him? Reed Detmers, it's so strange. His, uh, his fastball velocity's improved. His locations mm-hmm. have improved. However, the pitch is getting far worse results, and I do not understand it. Also, the slider is way better than any slider we've ever seen from him.
1: And that's the part that I can't make sense of.
2: It doesn't make any sense. The curveball, you think, oh, well, maybe the curveball is like bad. No, it's a 41% CSW. The, the, the fastball has like an 8% swing strike rate right now. I mean, his put-over rates are bad right now. So maybe he's yeah, just not that's executing. Yeah, that's the problem. Like yeah. But it, hard contact in the fastball is up like 8 points.
1: 372 Babbitt. Like, I don't
2: get it. Like, is it just not a good fastball? Is there is something go wrong with it? I, I don't know. It could like, certainly
1: be some of that, but it just seems like it's driving. Reed Detmers is a tweak away from going on a crazy run again, just yeah. the way he did last year. Hopefully it doesn't require a send down because now the slider is ready to go. Is that a Reed Detmers bobble?
2: It is a Reed Detmers bobblehead. Oh, I love yes. it. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's of his immaculate I'm a, inning.
1: I'm a big Reed Detmers fan. I, I really, really do like him. He's another guy I'm not even buckling. I, yeah, obviously, if I'm buying in on somebody like Lance Lane, a 489, 151 barely phases <laughs> me on a guy I believe in. So yeah, I'm I'm fully bought in on Reed Detmers as well. But Nick, it was wonderful talking with so you. So good. And uh, we'll have to do it again in about a month or so.
2: Absolutely, Spore. It's always fun hanging with you by the fire.
0: Thanks for listening to today's Fireside Chat with Paul Spore and Nick Pollock. Follow both Paul and Nick on Twitter at Spore and at PitcherList.